Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, everybody. Good morning. It is Wednesday, December 17th, a historic day, apparently, because the House of Representatives will be voting on articles of, of impeachment against the current president, President Donald Trump. So that, as you can see the background, if you can see my TV screen, uh, it's going on. So we're going to follow that and give live updates as we go along. Uh, the House is expected. They have already, the Republicans passed a motion to adjourn, which means that the House would adjourn, but the Democrats obviously have the majority in the House. So that motion did not pass in favor of the Republicans. So now the motion to table the vote for impeachment against President Trump is not. Historically, this is the third president who would have been impeached. And impeachment does not necessarily mean removal from office. Uh, so it's unlikely to see this president being removed from office. But once the articles of impeachment have passed, it becomes a stain on the legacy of the, pre- of the person. Uh, to this day, Bill Clinton is still an impeached, was an impeached president. He becomes a lame duck president because then he was a lame duck president because he couldn't get anything done, right, for the remainder of his presidency. Uh, for Bill Clinton, this happened toward the, the latter part of his presidency, uh, which then set up set us up for a Republican president uh, following that in the 2000s. So it's going to be interesting to see how this all pans out. So as it becomes more and more available, I'll tell you, but so far on motion to table the impeachment, that Democrats control the House, so it kind of has gone forward, right? Historic day, nonetheless, historic day. But while we're talking about history, today is the 17th of December. So we are less than 13 days to Christmas. We're 13 days to the new year, right? 13 or 14 days to the new year. And you don't have much time. You have like a couple of days. You have eight days to Christmas. Like next Wednesday will be Christmas Day. So let me tell you what's going to happen. We'll have a show on Christmas Eve where we're just going to do some spooky, crazy stuff. But we will not be on air Christmas Day nor the day after. We all need need a break. (laughs) So we're going to sit back and enjoy Christmas with our family as usual and the cook. So I have a lot of cooking to do on Christmas. God help me. Stretch your hands out and pray for me. Because it's going to be live and on and popping. They're going to want me to cook everything under the sun. And I kind of just do it because guess what? I don't do it often enough. <laughs> True confessions. I mean, I'm like, when I look back on it, I've been married most of my life. I was married. I got married really young. And so I started having children and I've been cooking all of my life. I cannot have had it. Don't you think I kind of had it with the cooking stuff? You know, I, I cook all of my life. God have made breakfast, and you make the sandwiches, and you fix the lunch, and all that stuff, and then you go work, go home and cook. Them. I'm like, is there a break? 
Is there a time when I show an album like order takeout? <laughs> and they're dying. So next Wednesday is Christmas Day, so I'll be cooking, right? So today on our show, I want to talk about a new kind of student loan debt that has shown up. And uh, it's interesting because it has some new pro- propositions. And, and where I see this going is alarming. Where I see this going is taking the attention away from academics and focusing it more on a money-driven, free market-driven uh, policy towards education. And this is dangerous because, again, I am wailing at the fact that the society has radically changed in the last two years, hasn't it? With the advent of this new administration, they brought their free market approach to everything because they have more money than everybody else. So they probably don't see why the rest of us are quarreling. I mean, you want to go to college, then your parents should have put the money aside. That's their approach. That's their thinking. They don't think that most of us, Our parents had to take out loans to send us to college. They don't look at it like that because they never had lack. So their approach to jobs and their approach to everything is always, well, why can't you just pull yourself up by your bootstraps? Just go do this. And they are outside the realm of the reality of most of us. Unfortunately, they're in power and they form political power. And when they're in power, policies are shaped based on what they think. So sucks to be the rest of us who have to depend on student loans to get an education so we can move up and become socially and upwardly mobile. Sucks to be the rest of us because if you weren't born rich, is their messaging. The hidden messaging in their new education policies is if you're not born rich, sucks to be you. So the, the alarming thing about this, so let me set the stage. Let me just tell you what it is. Everybody knows what student loan is. The federal government gives out the student loan. And it gives it out, and the colleges get the disbursement, and the colleges say, okay, we got money, you can come to school. Then you pay the money back after you graduate. And you pay the money back depending on what your major is, right? You pay the money back after you graduate. Now, if you graduate and you're not earning as much as they project that you would, you can apply for some sort of remedy, some sort of review that is going to determine how much you can really pay based on your income. So you submit, you know, your tax documents and so on. This new kind of student loan is what is called income share agreement. So what basically it is, so a student proposing to go to school, wanting to go to college, is going to go to the bank. The the college is going to operate like a bank. So let's say you choose Purdue. They're going to act like a bank and say, okay, then we're going to give you the money to go, but after you graduate with it, you're going to have to pay this loan back quick, fast, and in a hurry within 48 months. They give you an interest rate, and the thing with this new kind of uh, student loan is the interest rates are run the gamut. They can go up to as much as 20%. The thing with this also is that the interest rates are dependent on, listen to this, the major that you chose. So it behooves you then to choose a more lucrative major, something like computer science, for instance, as opposed to philosophy. So a person going to school on this income share agreement, choosing to study philosophy, is going to find himself paying it back longer and paying back more, as opposed to the student who chooses computer science. I want you to think that in for, for, for a little bit. 
So colleges then are going to incentivize those programs that are more lucrative because they stand to what? Make more money. So the college is going to become like a bank. So look out for colleges typically are nonprofits. They're going to form a for-profit portion of themselves so that they can lend money to people. And they're going to guide the choice of majors along the route that is going to give them more money. God help us all. So existentialist programs like philosophy and people who, and religion and so on, those programs are going to die by the wayside because nobody's going to go for them. Colleges are going to gear their their uh, acceptance and admissions processes along the lines of the more lucrative college programs. Are you hearing me? Is anybody hearing me? Are you all digesting this or are you all just like riveted by this stuff, right? So eventually you're going to find there's going to be less incentive for you to study history, for you to study uh, what happened in American history, for instance, or it is going to be the women's studies and gender studies, right? Where you study what, the history of women in America, the history of, of religion, the history of native people, the history of ethnic peoples. Those programs are going to go by the wayside because the colleges are going to gear their admissions process along the majors that is likely to give them a higher return on their investment. I want you to think about that. That's what this free market approach is. And this is being advocated by Betsy DeVos, the Secretary of Education, one of the richest families in America. They certainly are one of the richest families in, in Michigan. They own a bunch of charter schools. And we discovered that charter schools have been a disservice to Michigan students for over 10 years. She now sits in the seat of the Secretary of Education. And when people appealed to President Trump not to appoint her, he totally ignored it. He thought she was a good person because she had contributed, her family had contributed a lot to his political campaign. This is what I'm saying. The apathy towards people who are not rich has become evident and is alive and well in American culture. So the president ignored everything that people told him that putting someone like Ms. DeVos, who does not care about people like you and I, she frankly doesn't. She probably thinks we're irrelevant, and we probably are taking up space on the planet, existing and taking air up, because she doesn't see the purpose of people like you and I, because we're not rich. And he placed someone like that in a power, no matter how she says she's Christian, that has nothing to do with her money. That has nothing to do with her money and her ownership of money and the way she sees people. She doesn't see you through some Christian veil of, oh, I'm so humble. I'm such a humble Christian. No, she sees you based on your money. I couldn't get to see Betsy DeVos if I wanted to because I don't have enough money to talk to her. How am I going to talk to her if my calling card is money? So you put someone like that. This is why some people have problems with the president, with President Trump's administration, because he didn't think things through. He wants to be this popular all guy, you know, this president who is just powerful and tough and stuff. And I'm just going to show American enemies that I am powerful and stuff. But then you appoint people and you don't think the process through. She's not good for us in a position of power. You're giving her federal power to augment and implement programs that clearly are going to benefit the people who are already rich. And the rest of us are asleep at the switch. 
God help me. Now, it's not enough that she advocates for charter schools and thinks charter schools should replace public schools. Now she's advocating for income share agreements, which is frankly a loan. So let's say my daughter is graduating to go to college, right? So she would be taking out a loan to go to college, right? So let's say she wanted to study something like philosophy or religion. That's not going to be her choice because the college, which now operates as the bank, the college now is going to say, well, if you take this major, you're going to earn more money. So she ends up switching major, going to a major that she probably doesn't really want to do. I thought that was what America was about. Not everybody prioritizes being rich. The goal of these income sharing agreements is going to leave people behind who don't prioritize being rich. Everybody does not prioritize being rich. Being rich is not everything to everybody. Some people are happy being a social worker. Some people are happy being a teacher. So if you're going to go to school then, who's going to train the teachers? Because how are they going to pay back the loan? Because a typical teacher earns, what, $60,000 a year. So who's going to who's, who's pay that back? So there won't be any teachers. There won't be any bankers. Because the only people this income sharing agreement is going to help are the people who are rich. And this, my friends, is the problem with power. You remember George Orwell saying absolute power corrupts? And power corrupts absolutely. Do you realize that this is what he's talking about? You cannot give absolute power to people who are already powerful. You cannot give absolute power to people who already have so much money that they cannot think outside the realm of normal of normalcy. They don't know what being normal is like. They never grew up that way. They don't know what it is like. All they know is being wealthy to the end of their days. Their children, their grandchildren, and everybody they know is supremely wealthy. And you give these people absolute power to mess with the education system, the very fundamental. What is the American promise? The American promise is that if you go to school, work hard, you can make it. How are you going to make it if you're going to take out an income-sharing agreement? Notice they don't call it a loan. They call it income-sharing agreement, which means that you pay back at the end of your major at the, after you graduate. But the payback has some caveats on it, not a typical student loan. So I want to read to you some things that I took away from this stuff. Here are some things, right? So the colleges are paid up front in either case, with typical student. But with income share agreements, colleges make less if, they, if their graduates make less and more if they make more. So what do you think the colleges are going to do? The colleges are going to what? Direct people to the program that when they graduate, they make more money. So colleges will become a for-profit instead of a non-profit. This is what happens when you put a billionaire in charge of education. The second thing about this is some degrees are more lucrative than others. For instance, we made the analogy of computer science as opposed to philosophy. So a person graduating with a computer science degree, you know what the colleges are going to do? Forget that. Study this. These are loans 
or banks payable after graduation. I call this rapacious capitalism. It's as rapacious and cutthroat as you can get. With this, with these income sharing agreements, when you graduate, you could be paying back that loan for the rest of your life because the interest rate is so much higher. Whereas with a typical student loan, you pay that bad boy off in 10, 15, 20 years. This one, you could be paying it off for the rest of your life. You'll be stuck with it. Now, this is giving colleges an incentive to roll students in high-paying jobs which may result in more uh, uh, design programs that they like. But it gives colleges a reason to see people who need more academic support or who don't prioritize becoming rich. You know those charter school students who are not given an academically uh, driven program? They won't ever make it to college under this program. First of all, they're not being taught because the money is not directed at hiring people and providing uh, the curriculum and the materials for the teacher to teach the curriculum. They don't fix the roof. They don't provide heat to the classrooms. They don't provide buses to pick up students. So students in uh, charter schools that Ms. DeVos promotes, they will never get to college because here's the thing. They're going to need academic support. You know, most colleges have a program that if the student is incoming freshman, uh, if their grades are not up, they enter into a program that brings their grades up, and they provide them a tuition-based program that brings their grades up until they enter college, right? Under this program, that program would go away. Under the income share agreement, that program would not be there. So students from charter schools are given a death sentence from the day they're born, and they won't ever be able to get to college. Is this America? Is this America? Ask yourself that question. Is this America? This is not America. This is not the America you and I know. This is not America. This is what happens when you put billionaires in charge of your, your, the public's money and in part in charge of the public trust. How do you think a billionaire, let me ask you this question. Just answer this question. How can a billionaire identify with your situation? Think about that. How? How do you expect a billionaire, somebody who makes a billion dollars a year, their assets are in excess of a billion, how on God's green earth do you think they can identify with your circumstances? It is impossible. They don't know what it's like to be you. They don't know because they don't live it. They have, some of them have never lived it. They don't know what it's like for you to wake up every day and you have to figure out if I'm going to pay Peter or Paul or if I pay both, I can't do anything else. So how do you expect people, someone like that to relate to your circumstances? You are fooling yourself. This is what happens when you place billionaires in charge of the public trust. It's not win-win situation. You are not going to win. Because now we have placed the billionaire in charge of education. And out of this comes her resolution that public schools should go away and be replaced by for-profit institutions that are charter schools. That's what they are. 
they are for profit for the education management organization that owns them, that gets the money from the state and owns them. And these people look at it like this. My children or grandchildren or great-great-grandchildren will never go to a charter school. They will always be rich forever. So they, I don't ever have to worry about that. This is for those people. And the rest of you are running around behind billionaires like, oh, my God, I think he's so great. No, they don't think like you, first of all. And they don't want you rubbing up on them either or coming near them. Like, I'm not in a picture frame with you. Right? So the truth about this is that the banks are become going to become richer. And guess what? Colleges are becoming more elitist. So having a college education is going to go back and revert to only the people who can do it. And it's going to become more elitist. Are you hearing me? Are you ready for that? Is that what you want? Is that what you want? Is that what you wanted to hear? Well, that is the truth of the matter. See, the Republicans own the media. Big business owns the media. You're not going to hear this proposed legislation. In fact, I didn't even know about it. I didn't hear it as a trending in anything. No. They control how information is released because they know if people heard about it, the uproar that would have attended this conversation, it would never have passed. But you don't hear about it because, again, what did you all do? You put billionaires in charge of the public trust. You're so buried in your phones reading entertainment that you forget to be informed on what matters. All of us. And then when people like I come forth and say stuff, you don't want to hear it because I'm not saying anything that scintillates your senses. I'm not saying anything that makes you want to feel uh, good about yourself or makes you want to feel like, well, uh, you, you should talk about sex or relationships. Are you kidding me? That's all we've been talking about for 10 years and look where it got us. You talked about sex and relationships forever. Where did it get us? Where? We land right here where our educational system is in jeopardy of being hijacked by the wealthy that college education will become just like any other third world country, an elitist measure. So your poor child growing up in rural America or growing up in some urban America, in some urban American city will never have the benefit of going to college, will never have the benefit of higher education. So they will be condemned to a life of poverty forever and a day. How are you going to pay for college like this? I just read the most inspiring story on the Detroit news about a young man whose mother was shot in the head, whose mother was shot and killed. So he was raised by his sister. He went to a party one night and was shot in the head. They thought he wouldn't make it. Somehow he made it enough to graduate from high school. His sister raised him. Then he was accepted at Eastern Michigan University. This is a true story. He was accepted at Eastern Michigan University. Most of the time, he had to work to support himself through college. And because he didn't get enough sleep, his brain had seizures. 
he was homeless most of most of the time and he slept in bathrooms on the college campus but the college police sympathized with him his mother died he had no support finally he stuck with it long enough facing housing insecurity food insecurity he stuck with it long enough until he graduated college under this new proposed legislation someone like this kid would not stand a chance. He would not stand a chance. First of all, he came from a charter school. That's where they're going, right? Secondly, he would not qualify for a loan to go to college. So he would not stand a chance. He would be condemned to a life of poverty forever. You see what they're doing? They're changing the order of the American society. And they're creating an elitist mechanism that will be set in place for generations to come. That's what they're doing. They're looking around and they're saying, we don't want certain people among us. Those people are supposed to serve us. We don't want them among us. Let's create a system in which only people like us continue to survive. That's what they're doing. And some of you all out there, if you're not careful, they're going to find ways to take away your wealth. They're going to tax you out of it. You think I'm joking? All black churches who are in urban areas, all churches across the country are facing new taxation measures. They're taxing how much parking lot space you have. So they can't tax your operation because you're protected by federal law, but they're taxing how much parking spots you have. How much pavement do you have? They're finding ways to charge you for it. So your family has owned a church and it's a big church and you you have tons of parking space. You have to convert that to green for water runoff. Otherwise, they're going to tax you on it. That's how they start attacking your money. And while you're asleep at the switch, schmoozing with politicians, they're looking at you like, we don't want these people among us. It comes back down to good old-fashioned racism. It comes back down to good old-fashioned racist economic policies that continue to perpetuate the idea of economic oppression against people of color. You don't believe me? It's alive and well. It's happening right here in the form of education, higher education. That's the next frontier. You know what they're trying to do is to make sure there'll never be another Barack Obama rising from the ashes to come and live in the White House. That's really what this is designed to do. If we, do, if we cut them off from there in elementary school, they'll never have hope. And they'll never get to college because Barack Obama went to what? Two Ivy League colleges, right? He has two degrees. His, his bachelor's and his law degree are from Ivy League universities. So they're mad. Then he married a woman who also has two Ivy League degrees. So they're like, the only way these people could have run for president and be accepted by the rest of us is because they outsmarted the system. And got ahead of the system. So let's make it so that education is no longer their way out. And you think that's not supremacist thinking? You think that that's not what that is? Think about it. Think on these things. So you have a daughter or niece or somebody getting ready to go to college. You need to start asking, how are they going to pay for that? First of all, ask them, what are you going to study in college anyway? You might want to re-examine your major. 
And that is not to say people shouldn't have a choice in what they want to study. Some people just want to be a social worker. Because being rich is not everybody's goal. Some people are like, if I can pay my mortgage, take care of myself, save my money, have a portfolio, I'm good. Some people are like that. Some people get a real joy and passion from teaching. Some people, I've met social workers, Some most social workers I have met are some of the most self-actualized individuals ever. They are totally relaxed at what they do. They're totally happy because for them, at the end of the day, they have changed someone's life and impacted someone's life. Teachers have the same higher level of, of satisfaction. They feel as if they have impacted people's lives that day. They've imparted and they feel good about it. Just like how a pastor feels, a preacher feels. Just like how a speaker feels, right? So what they're doing is creating a masterclass of elitism that will guarantee that some people will never make it. And I know that my voice is one of those that is, I'm kind of like, the, you know, in the wilderness out here, and nobody's really listening, right? Nobody's really going to talk about it. And for those who hear it, it might make you so uncomfortable that you're immediately going to go to your friends whom you know are elitist to seek reassurance. Some people are paid by elitists. They might even not want to talk to me anymore. Well, I know they won't. That's all right. That's fine. They're going to find ways to try to talk. That's okay. And say stuff about me. That's all fine. But the truth of the matter is that we are approaching a system. We're entering into a system where we're going to end up like the Hunger Games. You remember the Hunger Games? We all watched that movie. I laugh. Such a thing could never happen. It is planned to happen. They are going there. It started already. <laughs> They are going to have areas that you can't go into. They are going to do it. They're never going to see it from the other side of the perspective. They're only see through their eyes. I'm telling you, but to, but listen to how she talks. She does not have any empathy at all. She hides behind this, I'm a good Christian veil. That's something that people choose to hide behind to not make it seem as rapacious as they are. But her husband, her family operates a charter school where the students have consistently underperformed in more than 15 years because it's about profit making. And now you put her in charge of education. What do you think she's going to do? Privatize education the same way. Put her in charge of higher, now she's going to administrate and impose sanctions on colleges. So all these small colleges are going to close because small colleges is where people went for a liberal arts education, is where people went to find the education that self-fulfilled them. Some of these small colleges are not going to make it because they won't be able to attract students because students are going to be like, I can't go study philosophy or, 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 or theology because what am I going to do with that degree afterwards? And I still have to pay back a student loan. Do you see where I'm coming from? They're changing the structure and the order of society and creating an elitist class. And if you are not, and you have to be mindful of that. And even for people of color who, you know, uh, Asians and so on, who traditionally find themselves in technology, 
they think they're going to escape this. No, you're not. Eventually, they're going to make it so that you are not there. Watch what they do. They won't promote you on the job until you become frustrated and you go look for money to start a startup. They won't promote you. They will frustrate you out of it and then put a white person in charge of that section that you were trying to get into in charge of. I am telling you, they are reinventing and reorganizing the system to benefit those who are their supporters, to benefit what they believe. They believe in elitism. They believe in separatism and elitism. Don't be fooled. Y'all were asleep at the switch. What did you think? How can a billionaire empathize with your situation? That's a question you need to ask. Let's just stop for a minute. Be frank. How can a millionaire empathize with your situation? Don't you see that? You know they say how money changes people? You don't think? You think? So the question we all have to ask ourselves is, what are we going to do about this now? Well, you're going to get fired up. They're voting on impeachment. Well, impeach this legislation. Impeach this legislation that is going to change the way. So even if you don't have children now, are you on your way to becoming a millionaire? If not, you need to impeach this legislation. Because this is going to affect how your children, grandchildren, go to college. Because if this becomes law, who is going to overturn it? You really think the next group of people coming in are going to focus on that? When they're going to be incentivized to not look that way? Seriously, think about it. Aren't they going to be part of the elitist class? Let me ask you this. Have you ever run into a former U.S. senator? Don't they retain their privileges even after they no longer serve? They're still part of the elite class, aren't they? Similarly, U.S. congressmen. You ever seen anybody enter politics and come out broke and poor? No. So what makes you think that if you don't stress these things, they're not going to listen and they're not going to abide by what you said? Right? And we're all looking at each other like, no, we're not going to twist our hands and say, oh, my God, what are we going to do? You're going to change this by asking questions. Like I'm doing now. They listen to me. They know who I am. They hear me. But they're waiting on you, too, to say something. I can't be the only voice that's talking. I can bring awareness to it and say something, but you need to do the follow-through. Because I'm questioning them. But what about you? You, my listener, you have to say something. You have to ask the questions. What is this new legislation about income sharing agreements as it affects higher education? Ask them. Put them on the spot. Let them know that you are watching, and then they will respond. And if you don't like the way they respond, well, you know what your exit strategy is. Until they find a way to take that away too. Don't you see what they're doing? Pretty soon they're going to make voting Attached to property rights. If you own property, you can vote. If you don't own property, you can't vote. I'm telling you, that day and time is coming. They're going to make it so that you can't vote them out. They're starting with with higher education. What do you think is going to happen to colleges? 
Think about that. Right? Think on these things, my friends. I read the report and I was like, I was unbelievable. And I'm constantly amazed that you all are sitting there. And and President Trump was stubborn. He would not get rid of Betsy DeVos. He didn't see anything wrong with it. Well, how could he? His kids went to private school. His kids never went to public school. He doesn't have a clue what you are talking about, what you and I are talking about. So how could he see that? He never pulled himself up by his bootstraps. When he was broke and needed money, his father gave him a cash, a, a, a flush fund of $4 million to keep his businesses afloat. What the hell does he know about relating to your circumstances? He never had to worry about paying your mortgage or come this close or having medical debt that you couldn't work and you couldn't pay your mortgage. He doesn't know that. So when people were making noise about, he couldn't see the correlation between education and Betsy DeVos. He's like, what is a charter school? Oh, so kids still go to school. So what's the problem? And here we are. We're stuck. They're trying to shut me down. You know, Twitter is forced closing the app. But if you're going to miss this, I'm on YouTube. So go on YouTube to, 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 to find me. Right? Share this information. The, the proposed legislation is called Income Sharing Agreement. Essentially, the colleges will become like a bank. And just to reiterate the main point of this, the colleges are going to operate like a bank. So the colleges are going to direct students along the more lucrative uh, 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 majors. That's the problem. And you might ask, well, what's the problem with that? You're removing people's choice. You're telling them that they have to study this. You're creating a class system of elitists. That's the problem. So students who want to be a social worker, social what? People who want to go to school and study criminal justice, and then they graduate and become police officers, that, that's going to go. Because how much does a police officer earn? 50 grand? A teacher? Who's going to go to school to study to be a teacher anymore? Not when you can become a computer science major and graduate earning $80,000 or more. And how they structure the program is that the more lucrative the, the, the major is the less money you will pay back. If that, is not in, if, if that is not free market, I don't know what the hell that is. Do you know that there are countries in the world where higher education is free? Did you all know that? Because sometimes we live in this American bubble and we forget what the rest of the world is like. There are countries in, in, in the world where um, higher education is free. That's why you find that people come here and they're engineers already or doctors already. Because in their home country, education is free. The problem is their system, their economic systems are such they don't have enough jobs available for the people whom they educate. And after they graduate, they, they can't find any job. So they come here and become maids and, and, and plumbers and electricians when, in fact, they're educated at a different level. So we come into this great big melting pot and we think that it's equitable. And we think that it's fair. It's not fair anymore. Because the people who now have political power do not want it to be fair. Their thing is, well, I don't know you. You're not someone I know. I wouldn't be talking to you. You are of no value. Essentially, that's what we're telling people. 
what these policies are saying. So even if this divorce is going to say I'm a good Christian, I don't think about human beings like that, that's what you say through one part of your mouth. But the other part of your mouth, you are agreeing with legislation that promotes charter schools where students are not educated, even though you take the money from the state to do it. And the second thing is you're promoting a free market approach to higher education where colleges are going to operate like banks and direct students to more lucrative graduation programs. That's elitism. But you're a good Christian, though. And you love people just as God said. No, you don't. You love money more. And the love of money is what is driving that. Because how much will your businesses and your family's businesses derive from operating these programs? A lot of money. I guarantee you it's there. Right? While the rest of us are watching what Kanye and what the other folks do, filling our timelines. I don't follow entertainers on my feed. What do they have to tell me? They're going to drop a song? I don't follow entertainers. I follow people who are policymakers. I follow the, 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 the periodicals that are going to share information. I don't follow uh, entertainers. What do they have to tell me? I don't need to be entertained. I need to be informed. We need to change what we do. What, what, what following someone like Cardi B is going to do for my state of mind? If I were following Cardi B, Kanye West, Kim Kardashian, what on earth is it going to do when this kind of stuff is going on? First of all, they're not even aware. Their heads are wrapped up in making more money by selling new programs and stuff that you don't really need, but it's popular and your other friends who follow them think it's popular. I was on my Instagram feed this morning and I came across a local attorney here, a young woman who is a trademark attorney. I was so impressed. I'm about to follow her because she's young. She started her own business as an attorney, trademarked as a woman of color. I was impressed with that. Now, that's someone who deserves to be followed. She's going to share some information that I can use that is going to be profitable and beneficial to me. Why are you all following all these entertainers and all these ball players? What do they have? What kind of information do they have that you're going to find empowering that can cause you to make a decision? Really, you can see it as a news clip that they're going to drop a song or they're going to do something else. What does it do for you? This is what we have become. And they allow that to happen. Because as long as you stay entertained and you go to and you do this, you will never be aware that while you're asleep, this is the stuff that is taking place. I have been talking about this for years. And it's like I'm still talking in the dark. Look at me. The kind of information that I share, I can get a follower on Twitter. You know why? I'm not posting naked pictures. Even though on my feed, people sometimes ask me, I kid you not, they still ask me to flash them. They still ask me to, uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I kid you not, they still ask me questions like that, flash them, post pictures of myself and all kinds of stuff. Because we have, we have, manipulated people's minds to think that the only thing that is worthwhile is what? Sex and drugs. 
And if you're not talking about sex or stimulating some kind of sexual activity in your music or in your film, then I'm not going to watch you. That's what we have manipulated people's minds to do. So people scrolling through my Twitter feed, I don't sound interesting enough because I'm not talking about sex. I'm not talking about drugs. I'm not living an exorbitant lifestyle that is outside the realm of what you can experience. You think all that stuff they post is really theirs? Sometimes it's the manager's house or the label, the label owner's house. But they make you think that if you drop a track, you can achieve it. Be careful of that. What they don't want you to do is to go after higher education that will feed you and your generation for generations to come. If you drop a track today, how much of that money are you going to retain? That's going to take care of your families. You know how many people pass through Motown? Thousands. Ask yourself, how many of them have left a generational legacy that their generations today can live off? Maybe five out of the thousands. But when you go to college and get a degree, you set your generations up for generations after. Hence the reason why they don't want you to touch it. They don't want you to go near it. Because if you do, you're going to empower the next few generations. What will that do? What will that mean? And that's why after this, you're going to change. If you don't have a college degree yet, you're going to go to an online college and get a degree. Let it show up. It's a degree. Let it show up. It's going to change the way people look at you at work. And it's going to change the kind of jobs you can apply for. And once you change the job that you can apply for, you set your generations up for success. They don't want you to know that, but that's the secret. The secret, go to college. The secret, that's the, that's the secret. That is what it's going to change. I dropped out of college. But I am so grateful I had a little bit. And the little bit that I had set me up for where I am today. And I'm going to continue to find more. You know why? Because I made sure that the people who come after me, they're going to college. One is finished already. She went to law school, all the way to law school. The next one, she's going to take off and she wants to do medicine. That sets them up and their generations after. So their children, they're set up already. Do you see my point? Do you see what I'm saying? Change the way that you think. My friends, emancipate yourselves from the mental slavery of scrolling through timelines for information. Stop following all these entertainers. They don't have nothing to offer you. They're not empowering you. They're not informing you. Stop following them. Go follow the news articles. Follow the New York Times. Follow CNN. Follow the people who are writing articles. Follow that guy I like, Michael Harriet. Uh, he's uh, the root. Follow people like him. Follow people like me. Tell others to go follow people like me who are changing your mind and changing your mindset so that you think different. And when you start thinking different, you're going to act different. You're going to see money in a different way. Right now, you see money as being made by dropping a playing ball and doing stuff. You start thinking about investing 
you start thinking about, I need to go get a degree. There's a woman on my Facebook page. She decided she has three degrees already. She's going to go back to college to go learn script writing, to empower herself, to give herself more access. What the heck is wrong with the rest of us? Come on, folks. Wake up. Get up out of that entertainment. Stop following all these folks on Twitter, Instagram. They have hundreds of millions of followers. Why are you, ask yourself the question, what have you learned from following Kanye West and the rest of them for the last 10 years? What have you learned? Not a darn thing. Did it empower you? Not one bit. Did it educate you? Not one bit. Did it inform you? Not one bit. Not one bit. And you, you, you're sitting there like, well, you know, if you follow this, no, if, if you really were... <laughs> you really were looking into it, you'd be like, why my timeline is flooded with entertainment? I want to know what is going on so that I can make better decisions. Are you with me? Right? Tough stuff to think about. But think about it. They're going to impeach a president. That man is still a billionaire. He's going to walk away from that. He still has a palace to go live in. The White House is small compared to his house. He still has a palace to live in. Where are you going to be? Ask yourself that question. He has surrounded himself with people who look like him, talk like him, and know have the mannerisms that he's accustomed to. Who are your people? Think about that. Think on these things. This is Down to Earth with Harry Kimmer. Thank you for having this Down to Earth time with me. And remember to keep it down to earth. Thanks, everybody. Love you. See you tomorrow. Be blessed. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.